From the Standing Stone Farm Studio right outside downtown Nashville, it's time for the most ridiculous sports podcast in the world. So sit back, relax, and listen as Bobby Butler and Brandon Bond crack open a cold one and talk all things hockey, pop culture, and complain about everyday situations. It's the Pucks Out Podcast on the Penalty Box Radio Network. Welcome into another episode of the Pucks Out Podcast. I'm Bobby Butler. He's Brandon Bond. Hey, You can find us in the three majors of social media at Pucks Out Pod. Now let's crack open a cold beer and let's get after it. Uh, tailgate again for yeah. the folks at home. We, uh, uh, you had lots of leftover tailgates. So yeah. Not ones to waste <laughs> beer. Oh, mm. It's a spot. It doesn't hit the spot like it used to when we recorded on Mondays. Yeah. Because, you know, the first beer of the week after, you know, a long weekend would yeah. have to be. Um, yeah, long weekend of drinking. Weekend, right, <laughs> yeah. right. Well, I mean, you know, we got to recover. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, man. So uh, what have you been up to this week? Uh, working, man. Yeah, we are getting ready for my mom's move. So packing up, putting stuff in the pod, getting ready to for the big move. I the, think. the moving pod. Yeah. Not, we're not putting stuff inside of this pod. <laughs> not, no. <laughs> yeah, so man. How about you, bud? Yeah, I... Uh, you know, went over to the uh, the folks this weekend. Uh, did some some grilled ham. Uh, my dad does some killer grilled ham, dude. It's like they put like brown sugar on it, and I had way too much of that. Yeah. Uh, paired with my uh, my king cobras. I mean, you know, I've been on a cobra kick, dude. Been trying to save some money. You buy two or three of them bad boys. It's cheaper than buying a twelve pack. And you don't make it to number three generally. <laughs> and it's more cultured. It's yeah. uh, it's fancy. Well, and especially, and you know, the only way I like to drink it is with a paper bag on it. Yeah. Because what if I want to go to the street corner and, <laughs> you know, yell at some hooligans or, you know, something like that. So, you know, I want to be legal while doing it. Um Yeah, man. So what do we got? What do we got today, buddy? Uh, we've got an awesome interview with Brock McGillis, uh, you know, to round out our pride month. Uh, don't forget, you check us out on uh, What a Maneuver to get all the apparel you need. Find us on Patreon uh, to get behind-the-scenes content and videos. And check us out on YouTube. And we'll have all video up there. And starting in a couple weeks, we're going to start. Uh, ha- we have a couple preview videos of the regular episodes on Patreon. And those were kind of testers. I'm getting me used to editing. And once we're in the new studio and have more space, we're going to all episodes will be a uh, video. Um, so so that, sorry for you guys, yeah. by the way. So that'll be fun. It, uh but let, let's, uh, we got some new stuff to introduce, so let's get to the news. Everything you need to know about what's happening on the ice. It's time for news from inside the boards. That's awesome, dude. Yeah, yeah. Little, little loud right in my ear, but hopefully <laughs> for the podcast listeners at home, you got an adequate volume. We don't want you to go deaf and then have to head over to YouTube and watch us there. You know, I mean, it's, I want to be honest. If when you can't hear us, not nearly as fun. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, so yeah, let's get in some news. Uh, oh, and by the way, thank you to Charlie Sonye for those. Uh, they're awesome. Yeah, Check out his it, radio man. show. Uh, and so let's start off with Austin Matthews, uh, tested positive for coronavirus. Now we're doing the right journalistic thing. We waited till the team announced it. Yeah. Unlike the asshole who is Steve, uh, Steve Simmons announced it before it was supposed to be announced. Now to be fair, 
this is the first time we've recorded since it came out. So <laughs> would we have broke it? Yeah. Yeah, oh. probably. Yeah, probably. I would have. Yeah. Well, so there's a couple of things. First off, and first, hopeful, you know, I hope he has a quick recovery. But they were, for me, some, one, one of the most ethical things is not releasing medical information on somebody else. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I can totally agree with that. If we were real journalists, I would not that you know, technically we are, but I don't see us as news breakers. Yeah. We're podcasters. This is, there is a more of a responsibility honest, with if the it, journalist. If it trickled down to us, that means other people know. Somebody, <laughs> somebody's known because yeah. realistically. We don't have a line no, straight to Austin Matthews doctor. <laughs> nor, nor do we have many, many sources <laughs> yeah. out there. You know, we haven't really developed ourselves. And again, not really those type of folks, but yeah, I mean, I, I can agree with that to be a, you know, to be a beat writer or something along those lines. And that's what, that's what the world has made it though. You know, yeah. I mean, news first, who cares if it's wrong? Nobody will remember if it's wrong and you just get it out there yeah. first. But so he was practicing in Arizona with a bunch of coyotes players. He was there with Freddie Anderson. You have to think that, you know, this is not in like over 200 players tested positive. And yeah. I mean, and they, Bobby, are they enacting my plan of just getting everybody coronavirus? Because like, it's starting to, honestly, it seems like they're inadvertently doing that. I've, uh, I've been plugging it the entire time. So subliminally, or I think that's how you say that word. Subliminally. Subliminally. Nope. I'm, I'm going to give up subliminally. on that. Subliminally. Yeah. yeah. Cause I was going to hit you with it. I'm glad to give up. I'm going to let it go. Yeah. <laughs> Subconsciously. They, hear you and that's what they're going to do. That's, I mean, I think so. Uh, and you know, and this is, I guess it kind of goes directly against what you're just talking about. Breaking news of people's medical uh, records, but it doesn't really count if it's pre the person having yeah. a medical <laughs> disease. No, it, I don't think, I think that that's fair. If I'm just predicting, that's more of like an ESP type of yeah. thing. I got ESPN in my boobs, Bobby. So, <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, so uh, Austin Matthews, uh, you know, like you said, a bunch of other players ha have had it. I don't think there's going to. I mean, they so they've announced that the start date for the qualifying rounds is July 30th. That's not far away. I don't see how they can responsibly do this. I think that it's going to get down to the wire and they're going to maybe call things off because we've seen the numbers go think, up in states a I lot. Think, I think irresponsibility is going to be key here. <laughs> you know, I mean. At this point, I'm not a big guy that says, you know, oh, these guys make so much money. But come on, you guys make a lot of money. You guys got the key to not succumbing to COVID, and it's money. Yeah. <laughs> Stay home, do nothing, don't go to restaurants. And they're able to do that. Um, so I guess we'll just uh, see what happens we and stay see. with us. We will see. Uh, uh, Hall of Fame announcement will be made uh, after this records, but be, uh, prior to airing. So that would have happened yesterday. If you're listening to this uh, at 3.30, we will, I guess, talk on Twitter about who makes the Hall of Fame. We'll do go into detail. Anybody Next, anybody good up for? Um, I haven't done a lot of research. I know either. one of the poss oh. possibles is uh, Ron uh, Brindamore, who I hope he makes it in. Um, and while you're doing that, uh, the draft lottery phase one is this Friday, the 26th. It's phase one, meaning including this, uh, it includes the seven teams who didn't make the qualifying rounds. And while you continue that research, I'll go through real quick the seven teams and the uh, probabilities are based on their point percentages of the season. So 
starting from the least amount of odds first is Buffalo, who had a point percentage of 0.493. They have a 6.5% chance. New Jersey Devils at 7.5% chance. Anaheim Ducks at 8.5%. The Kings, 9.5%. Ottawa, 11.5%. I don't know why Ottawa. Oh, I guess Ottawa has two chances at it. So Ottawa at 11.5% and Ottawa at 13.5%, I guess, from a trade. And then with the highest chances, uh, the Red Wings at 18.5%. Um, so I've got a what looks like to be a loose list that not everybody that is up for first year eligible in, in inductions. Um, but uh, basically, in order to be to qualify for this as a goaltender, you have to have played a minimum of 400 NHL regular season games, one over 200 NHL games or recorded 25 or more NHL shutouts. Uh, the forwards and defensemen, defensemen listed played a minimum of a thousand games and uh, recorded a minimum of 300 goals, 400 assists, or 700 points. Uh, the the small list that we have here, this is again not the full list, so don't don't come at don't come at us too hard. Brian Campbell, Shane Doan, Mikhail Handusis, Handus, Handus. I don't know. Marion Hosa, uh, Jerome Ig- Ignelia, Chris Neal, Mike Ribeiro, and Nick Schultz. So um, a couple of guys that uh, you've heard of on, on that potential list. They got some, some notables that, um, that could potentially be in, and that's just for first-year induction. So we will try to bring that up and discuss it next yeah. week. And one thing I forgot to put on the doc, which is that James Neal doesn't count out returning to the Predators before he retires. He says he wants to come back to Nashville. The real deal, James yeah. Neal? Yeah, man. He It sucked to see him go. It was one of those situations where you couldn't protect him realistically uh, with, with his contract that he was getting and the youth that they wanted to protect. Uh, but I, I always love James Neal. I remember us going to that game after his long hiatus and coming back and him scoring a goal, like almost yeah. immediately into that game. That was, uh, that was awesome. So great. I would love to see him back. Yeah. He's uh he's a, a killer to have. Imagine <laughs> if we'd kept him rather than Yonkrok at the expansion. Um, yeah, I mean, that would have been probably better short term, but I mean, Yarncroak has it's been killing yeah. it this last and year. And if we get so, him back know. after two years, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, absolutely. I mean, the opportunities there, and that's what you got away when you're doing this. Yes, James Neal is better than Cal Yarncroak uh, at, at the current time, but you can't just go with a guy that yeah. could have left us at, after a year anyway. You know, I mean, he, he left Vegas and not saying that he would, but he was going to command a lot more money. Than um than old Cali yeah. than old Cali was for sure for and sure. And let's be honest, the Preds' salary cap situation isn't the best right now. We we got a lot of uh yeah contracts we got to settle up. Yeah. So unless he takes a big hometown deal, so let's to, not get our hopes up, people. So to take it uh to take it back to the the probab- probabilities based on points percentage for the draft. Who you think's getting the first pick, man? I think Ottawa. Really? Okay. I mean, you've got, they, okay. they have two, they yeah, have two opportunities. I mean, really, they really. have, I, I mean, I'm not a mathematician, but it looks like they actually have like a 24% chance in, I, that, I don't know if that's how probabilities work. I'm going to, uh, <laughs> I'm going to, and I am going to go with a dark horse here. 
going with the Sabres. Buffalo at six and a half. Yeah, I'm going to go with the Sabres because if there's anybody that can ruin a number one pick, it's Buffalo. And I'm looking forward to it. All <laughs> <laughs> uh, right. So I think that we got a new drop for yeah, so watch the outside of the NHL, right? Now that you know what's happening inside the boards, time for the rest of the headlines with news from outside the boards. Dope. Yeah. So uh, let's start out with Novak Djokovic, uh, test positive for COVID-19 after he irresponsibly hosted a, with, I get, I, I get great intentions, a charity tennis match. But there was no social distancing. You and heard it here first. Bobby hates charity. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, to be fair to tennis, literally no one has to get close to one another. Yeah. So I mean, you know, if but then they go sport- out of their way between matches to like they they're like they're dancing with each other. They're playing basketball. They're like, hey, let's take this thing that will be safe. So it wasn't tennis. <laughs> it wasn't. It, it wasn't tennis that that may have caused it. It's dancing. Well, it's also you all know, the fans in the, and, and they allowed fans in. Yeah, but they're tennis fans. So like, <laughs> uh, you guys are going to be all they're right. They're like Eastern European tennis fans, yeah. which I mean, they probably get pretty rowdy. You're fine. <laughs> You're <laughs> fine, buddy. Uh, and, and yeah, I mean, they're pretty close to the to Switzerland there. So, I mean, we know how the Swiss are preventing the, uh, you know, spread of COVID by, by dog. I don't by, think Switzerland's close to Eastern Europe. Yeah, but it's in Europe. So all of <laughs> Europe's close to one another in my mind. Okay. Like we're talking about, you can drive across the continent of Europe probably quicker than you can get, um, on the interstate in Dallas, you know? <laughs> so that's all I'm saying. <laughs> all right. So, uh, per industry source, the NCAA, NCAA football has started seeing the upcoming season with negative feelings that it may not happen. Tell well, you what, man, w- this is a whole new world. If college football doesn't happen this year, that's you're that talking, changes things. You're a talking, lot. you're talking about a, a rabid fan base, most of which could care less about, um, you know, their grandmother dying. Your grandmother could probably care less about her dying <laughs> if it wasn't for college football. Oh yeah, I bet if we took a poll of just any, like, let's just say UT. Uh, would people sacrifice yeah. their grandmother for UT to win a national championship? I think most people, I think, I think most people's grandmother would yeah. sacrifice themselves. It's like, it's like one of those things. Like I will fall on the sword it for UT. Feels like 98 more. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> it's football time in Tennessee, buddy. <laughs> doing the, uh, doing the whole, like, um, you know, Japanese suicide ritual yeah. with the, with the sword, so, the katana. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, wow. Obviously, football, college football, it's funny to see, you know, NCAA football has started has started seeing the upcoming season with negative feelings because that's exactly how everybody views the NCAA. So, so, um, no, man, that'll be that will be sad. It's one of those things, though, that you could. You could see that it being that it being a much bigger problem for a for a college or at least most colleges a lot of these bigger schools with huge sports endowments probably would be no big deal but for a major league sports team that is bringing in millions upon millions of dollars to play without fans is one thing but um but for us, for a college and especially some of these small, smaller colleges that maybe don't have a whole bunch of money to fall back on, how would they really afford this? I guess just getting paid to go get the crap beat out of them by Alabama like they usually do. <laughs> yeah. So, um, 
We'll be interested to see where this goes because I've held it together pretty good so far, Bobby. I think that I may weep on air if college <laughs> football is canceled, man, because ah, there ain't nothing like a cold, crisp Saturday, you know, just drinking some beer. You got a, got a nice light jacket on and got eight hours of football just playing. You got four or five TVs going. Everybody's asking what's happening on this game. I'll be sad, bro. Yeah. I'm so glad. I'm I mean, so we're getting we're getting our man cave at the new studio. We're gonna <laughs> we're gonna get that set up, and we might not have a chance to use it this year. Yeah. <laughs> um. I mean, maybe we'll just get drunk in it or something. But yeah. uh, but no. I mean, as much as I'm excited about the man cave, college football is not not to me like NFL football, where I like to sit there, the man cave with the you know the computer running and the phone running and red zone on and Chris Hansen, you know, guiding me through it. College football to me is I want to be with Chris Hansen, Scott Hansen. <laughs> I was like, if you're if Chris Hansen, you're watching a different program. <laughs> uh, I've got this, uh, got this college football transcript here, buddy. <laughs> um, yeah. And, but college football, I want to be hanging out with some, you know, friends and family and chips and dip and, you know, beer and you know talking about college football and what an idiot lee corso was that morning so you like just to go back you like scott hansen more than uh siciliano i don't he's a sunday ticket red zone host no i'm not a sunday ticket guy i'm a purist okay (laughs) scott hansen is my man dude my man that man you know that man two years ago he had to take a bathroom break it was the first one in his entire career of like the eight years he ran red zone. And like, there ain't no better words to me for fantasy football after a good hard day of, of drinking and hanging out with, uh, with college football of hearing the words, get ready for seven hours of uninterrupted football. Like, <laughs> Oh, Scott, you know how to, you know how to get to me, man. And I, and he'll just tell you, he'll be like, all right, this game is garbage. We're going to go over to this game. Yeah. I'm a Scott Hansen guy. And sure Andrew Siciliano just wears a diaper. See, that's <laughs> lame. Not look, Scott Hansen doesn't drink water for days preparing for this, <laughs> you know, that's, and, and honestly, like that's all he does anymore, I think. And, uh, I read up on him and stuff. Dude's climbed Everest like four times and like, he's like pretty awesome. So yeah. So, uh, all right. So let's move into our last bit of the news. Ryan Blaney won the Geico 500 at Dega. Old Dega. Yeah. We might be going this coming up year. Maybe. We got some stuff yeah. in, you know, stuff in the works and we'll see. Uh, I would lo- so I- I'm new to NASCAR camping in the infield. Do you actually watch the race from the infield, or do they make you go to the stands? No, no, uh, you bought you're, you're like an infield ticket. It's okay. like a steeplechase. Because because yeah. I, I was like because that I, I would love to see like so I definitely think that next year maybe year after like a bunch of us rent an RV mm-hmm. go down put an RV in the infield man and just yeah yeah I mean tailgate in the infield it would it, it when we went to the Indy 500 it was it was awesome dude it was so awesome and we we sat like I told you I think a couple weeks ago or maybe a week ago. We sat right outside of the pits in the stands, but my mom wants to do the snake pit for the actual tickets. And like, while the race is going on, there's like a concert going and it, dude, That's it dope. was, it was freaking awesome. And I know that you're not a, 
not a huge sit down and watch a NASCAR race type of fan. And I'm not really either unless I'm with folks and we can all talk and hang out. But I'll tell you, man, it, it gives you a whole, a whole new respect for, for really how fast those guys yeah, are Yeah, listen, going. Like, we talked about it. I tried hard this week to sit down and watch and give it my time. Like I've said, the recent improvements the sport has made to the culture, they've earned my patronage. So I've like tried, I've tried to enjoy it. And I was like, yeah, this is rough. Yeah. But I love events. I love, I love, you know, I I love sporting events. I like the atmosphere. And let's be honest, I'm so depleted. I I would go see anything right now. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) if they said, look, we're going to have like 25, eight year olds ride around in big wheels. I'll say, how big's the track, baby? Let's yeah. go. Let's go tailgate. Let's go. Let's do it. You know, let's put some money on it. Are they on FanDuel? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Exactly. And horse racing's been back a while. I think we talked about me spending a Sunday just gambling on horse racing on FanDuel. Yeah. So, yeah, man, I'm, uh, I'm I'm excited for uh, for potentially going going to that if we uh, if we do end up deciding to do that. Yeah. So let's move in to our what would normally be games of the week. Uh, just our I guess what we're talking about today. We're talking about what we miss most about sports. Uh, we're starting to run dry on some content. Uh, so we'll just uh, why don't you start us off and we're gonna do our top five things that we miss most about sports. So why don't you start us off with your number five? Man, mine is honestly. And this could be obviously be so much higher potentially, but just something to look forward to after a long day. Like if you, even if it's, you know, going to, going to a sporting event or it's just coming home and knowing that Monday night football's on, or, you know, there's a hockey game yeah. on tonight. So it kind of, you know, breaks up the monotony of just coming home and watching a TV show and sitting on my phone. And so just something to look forward to realistically throughout the day. I mean, everybody, you know, weekends are always awesome. So we're always going to have fun, but just going to work all day and then being able to come home and sit and watch the Predators play or even watch a random Wednesday night hockey game. And because you never know what's going to happen. I mean, somebody sat down at one point to watch the malice at the palace and got to see it live. You know, like that's the coolest thing about sports is you never know what you're going to miss. Yeah. So, um, so something to look forward to is going to be my, be my number five. Yeah. I've got a uh, tailgating and like, and I get a Preds game. We don't really tailgate, but just, you know, the anticipation, yes, the getting there, the getting the couple beers at Pete and Terry's, Yeah, you know, you see all the fans coming in, everyone's excited, paying too much for a beer, which we'll get to later. Uh, but just the overall anticipation pr- before the game. Sometimes it's u- just u- Ubering up to the stadium or parking and you've seen crowds of different player jerseys walking in. Yeah. It's just, especially in Nashville, dude, it's so cool. Well, yeah. And especially in Nashville, but not even only your own team, but you know, yeah. heck- heckling the other guys with the fun, you know, I'm not, I'm not one of those guys that, you know, I'm not a Philly fan for goodness sake. Yeah. That'll like fight somebody. Not I like to give them, people. Yeah, I like to poke and you know give them a you know give them a pride like oh what are you doing here type of stuff and have a conversation with somebody. Hey, you from St. Louis or you from you know you just been always been a fan or whatever. Getting to talk to folks like that and at the at the at the pregame and kind of just gearing up and preparing. That's a that's a really good one, man. So my number four, I've got uh, making new, and it's in quotes, friends over something during the game. 
whether it's, you know, a stupid call or something stupid somebody else says and just, you know, you, you kind of are talking about it and then all of a sudden you're, you're friends for two hours yeah. and then, you know, then they're off into the sunset. Like, a it's like summer love, man. You know, <laughs> I mean, we know this is never going to last and depending on how many beers we've had, we're definitely going to exchange phone numbers and we're never going to call each other ever, like yeah. <laughs> ever at all. But it's just that that camaraderie that kind of comes along with you like the same thing I like. Let's be <laughs> friends. You know, like, yeah, it's more it's more of that. So uh, so making new friends uh, over something during the game always. Uh, and, you know, me, I make a I make a new friend literally anywhere I go. Um, so there's always that long running joke that pretty much 100 <laughs> percent of the time and especially at Preds games, but really anywhere. I'm going to see somebody I know. Yeah. And I mean, it was the streets of, uh, the streets of new Orleans. I ran into a group of people I know, you know, I mean, I have never met 20 minutes after we made the joke. Yeah. I have never met a stranger. And, um, so if you see me and we've talked before and you remember me, come holler at me. I'm always happy to say, say hello. And now that I'm famous, (laughs) you'll probably want to, the answer is yes. I will autograph your wife's boob. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, all right. So what do you, what's your number? Man, three? this one, uh, my number four kind of works directly with yours and that's yeah. high five and strangers after a score. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's such a, like, it's such a dope feeling. You're just going around high fiving everybody, boom, boom, skipping boom, over boom. the one like Blackhawks fan who yeah. that's someone involved that's still sitting down all sullen. And it's, <laughs> and it's even word. better when you're the away team. Mm-hmm. Like when you score and you're the team, like you're, you're five, five and over home fans. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> but, and that, and that ties in, but it is completely separate because you may not make friends with the people you high five on, you know, Yeah. but still you, interacting. And then after the first, after the first group of high fives, you always kind of got your order. And so the first yeah. ones are a little, little shaky. Sometimes you're like rough. hanging there for a second. Yeah, yeah. Right. They didn't know. And then, you know, the first few is a little shaky, but once you get to to round two of high five and everybody's got it, boom, yeah. boom, boom. Oh, did I get this guy? Yo. And then they'll, somebody else will be running back from the bathroom or so. Boom. It's like, yeah. did you wash your hands, bro? I'm so yeah. sorry. Yeah. That's going to be the new normal after. I don't back. care. I don't yeah. care. I we mean, just scored. Yeah. I mean, there have been times like when we scored in like overtime where you're hugging people next yeah. to you. Like, you don't know, you're just strolling sure. bear hugging people. It's like, I, I, Brandon has been hugging this. 96 year old man for 15 minutes. I don't know if he knows that it's not me. <laughs> Hell, I remember at the Calgary game at when we scored with like 0.1 seconds left, dude, I, was I, a- I, I, I sprinted. Cause I was in the bath. I was walking back from the bathroom when that happened. I sprinted and we, we bear hugged and I was high fiving people. I already was- hugged like three people yeah. by that point. Yeah, man. I mean, yes, obviously that kind of really ties into the, the camaraderie. Uh, yeah. So my number three is, and it's sort of, directed at Preds games, but this is really any level of sports yeah. and any mostly professional, but it, it, you know, I'm not, a, I'm not above doing it anywhere. Telling grown men that they suck when they're playing at the highest, <laughs> at the highest possible level uh, that anybody, as far as NHL goalies, there's 62 of these guys that are <laughs> 62 in the entire United States. And just, chanting at them that they're that they're garbage and they suck well north america but yeah well i'm talking to yeah sure (laughs) sure so sorry so sorry 
This is an American podcast. We buddy. got a couple Manitoba listeners. This American podcast, buddy. <laughs> um, yeah, but just just being able to be a regular regular guy, working schmo, being able to tell a guy that could crush you with his right hand and his eyes closed and his left hand tied behind his back, just telling him that he is the worst piece of garbage that has ever graced the face of the earth. And I would, and it's not like what people are, people always, well, you never say that to their face. Uh, yeah, there's a big thing of glass in front of us, bro. (laughs) Like that's part of the game. If you can't take the heat, get out of the kitchen. Okay. That's more of my thing. And just, it's all in good fun. Like you grow up it with sports and trash talking, man. I love to trash talk. And so the, especially the, you suck chant at Preds game, some goalies really, really, really don't like it. And you can tell, and yeah. they play that way. And some goalies get into it and they like it. You know, they really enjoy you telling them, you know, this guy that is making, you know, 40, 50, 60 grand a year. Yeah. When he made that this game, just he, Vasilevsky is one of the goalies you can tell. We got we, we oh, yeah. Preds fans get well, he's young too. Yeah. yeah. You can always tell that like the like first the couple age, times, like you're saying that and you see him the moment you know you got him when you see them start like do the up and down look I to the left know. and right. You like can, Robin you, Leonard keeps a straight, like you tell we don't get in his head. Yeah. He but he, I mean he's got so like he deals with his issues, and so he's like, that's the least of my problems right, <laughs> right now. Right. <laughs> right. I'm you know, I'm uh I'm making it through another day right here, buddy. I'm yeah. not too. Um, Mark Andre Fleury, he's a, he handles it so Dude, well. he's and ice cold, and it's honestly, it's the exact opposite. Like, I still to this day, people do not realize, and this is a lot of people that when you let something bother you, everybody knows about it, and they're yeah. going to hit you that much harder. And so, like, it's not even as fun to the guy that plays better after yeah. he gets scored Jake on. Jake Allen yeah. is one of those guys, you know, you just get on, yeah. loves it. Just uh come on, bring it. And you know, and that's the fun part of sports yeah. because and it's usually young guys. Yeah. The young guys. I mean, you got to remember some of these guys are 19, 20, 21 years old. Like us at 21, we would have been hot too. You know <laughs> I mean? Cause you're already yeah. hot. Uh, like so, Jordan yeah. Bennington, when we went, like you could tell we got oh, under his skin. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, we scored three straight goals to uh, <laughs> yeah. come back on him. So no biggie, no biggie, <laughs> no biggie. You're not going to talk about that. I left that game. It's no biggie. <laughs> <laughs> but all right. So my number three, that is, and something that fuels this show, yeah. arguing about sports. Bobby, like, this doesn't <laughs> deserve to be on the top five, man. <laughs> So there was a difference between argue like, yeah, we have discussions about sports, but right now, because of the state of everything, unfortunately, arguing about current sports turns into arguing about politics. Yeah. But when sports are back, you can argue. There, there's so much to argue about, especially with fantasy sports. You're like, oh, is this who's better? This guy or that guy? Which goalie should start? Yeah. Should, I mean, it was the PK trade. I mean, there's a lot of things. It's really not. It's less arguing and more just like opinions. Yeah. Well, it's like, yeah, right. You're yelling. You're like, it's the one thing that. Most of the time when I discuss things with people, I've got a question for you. What am I going to be able to say to change your mind? If the answer to that is nothing, I don't want to have this discussion yeah. with you. But when it comes to sports, dude, you're just taking up. I mean, and the word, the not the worst necessarily, but like the biggest arguments that people get in and I've been a part of and is who's better, Michael or uh, Michael or LeBron? Like there is literally no answer because like 
There I is mean, so there is an see that's what I say. <laughs> like, it is my I agree. I agree. <laughs> but like realistically, like everybody has valid points. But like I've seen grown men say that's that's stupid. You're stupid. Just about yeah. just thinking that one guy's better than the other. And and so that is fun because there is no real answer to the Unless these it's questions. And it's Wayne Gretzky. <laughs> yeah. Well, right. But like if you're arguing that, you're a freaking idiot, yeah. dude. If you're yeah. arguing against Wayne Gretzky, you're an idiot. And see, there it goes. Like that wasn't even planned. You get passionate about this kind of stuff. And because it doesn't actually matter. That's the thing. I enjoy yeah. arguing with you because it, at the end of the day, LeBron's better than Michael. Yeah. Michael's better than LeBron. It, it was a fun discussion that we got to argue out and neither of us are ever going to change each yeah. other's minds, but it doesn't matter that we're not. Cause it's, and what's great about that is that there's a lot of things like if you arguing about politics that can end friendships, that can end relationships, arguing over sports, won't or shouldn't end relationships. Like and if it nobody's, does, yeah, and if it doesn't, that person wasn't there. Shouldn't have been there. Perfect. If someone stops being your friend because they truly think that LeBron is better than Michael, then they were never your friend. Right. But like, whereas arguing about politics and you know other lifestyle stuff, cultural stuff, that stuff. I mean, that's real. It's real. It's, actually, it, ha- it's it has meaningful happening. impact. Right. And so, like, you don't feel that somebody is seeing your point or they're not willing to actually discuss it or come in with an open mind. It, I mean, I don't want to use the phrase it hurts your feelings, but it like kind of shows you what that, what kind of person they are. Some of the best, you know, I, I discuss lots of things with lots of people. And at the end of the conversation, we just want to get our, our points heard. So I want to discuss real things with you. I want to argue about sports with you. Yeah. Great. Great answer, man. Great answer. So why don't you take us into your number two? Number two is pretty much the same as your number two. So we can kind of just talk about this together, um, except for I threw my little caveat in there. Obviously, beer, dude. What a better time (sighs) to drink a beer than a sporting event. Nothing tastes better than a $9 beer. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah. There's some things, but yeah. (laughs) Um, No, but it's more, you know, it's like, I'm not going to, I don't want to pay. Obviously, we talked about beer prices and being ridiculous or whatever. There is a, there is no other thing on earth that I would go and like pay $10 for a beer, except for if I'm watching a little yeah. live sports, man. And it turns into, oh, you're going to buy a, a, a I'm just going to have a, a beer or a couple <laughs> beers. $4,500 later, <laughs> you are having such a good time. So I threw in their popcorn too, man. I love popcorn for a sporting event. It's Filling enough to be, you know, filling, but it just gives me something to do. So I don't feel like I need to go eat because I'm going to be, my legs are shaking. I'm, you know, restless leg syndrome type of deal and just antsy and ready. It gives me something to put my hand on and just, I, so I love popcorn at a sporting event and it's one of the few things that's not ridiculously, ridiculously overpriced. Yeah. Like for me at sport, it's hot dogs too. Yeah, like hot dogs, something, are great. like something just hits different. Like you get a ballpark Frank and some stuff at home in a microwave. It's different yeah. than when it hits differently at a, at a game. Yeah. And it's especially uh, the all in the all inclusive zone where, where my seats are. Those mini hot dogs. Those see, those are, are good. Dope. But I actually like the, I prefer a hot dog 
that's been in the foil wrapping, you know, like just yeah. the way that it moistens the bun. And first of all, I'm a hot dog, what I like to call a hot dog purist. I don't really know if that's a thing, but like maybe Have some you met relish the internet? sometime. Of course it is. It's probably a whole Reddit maybe, to it. <laughs> maybe some relish sometime, maybe some, you know, definitely some mustard. But when I, if, especially if we're just walking around, uh, or it's one of the guys walking around selling hot dogs, dude. I'd prefer to actually have nothing on my hot dog if it's done right. I'm a I'm. I will take mustard. Ketchup is is a wrong answer on a hot dog. A hot dog Reddit page. Okay, so yeah, so see, like, but uh, I mean, when we get them at the all inclusive zone, then it's more you got to fancy them up, put some sauerkraut on them, maybe put some chili on them, and I get that. But like out there's something about buying a hot dog from a vendor walking around. Just some mustard just on it. it. Yeah. Mustard maybe. But just nothing sometimes. If yeah. they're done right, a good, a good stadium dog is like no other to me. But yeah, so I mean the we're spoiled with the all inclusive zone because we get like Labots or sometimes some just Bud Light. Oh yes. <laughs> but yeah, so uh move it uh, moving into number one. Why don't you give us your number one? I feel like I told you that this was kind of a cop out, but it's just really not to me because like if people know me, they'll say, yeah, that's the actual event itself. The fanfare, the actual, you know, the fanfare about it, but the actual sports, I love sports so much. I will watch it any day of the week and any, almost any sport I, I can sit down and enjoy it. But just actually being there at a sporting event and even times that I go to a game and, you know, I got stuff to do the next day or I'm driving or whatever and I'm, you know, I maybe have one beer early on in the game. I'm sitting there on the edge of my seat just loving every second of that sporting event because it's just fun to me. The yeah. the There's a reason we got into this and it's truly just truly my my deep love for for sports and so to go to a live sporting event and and get to experience what i love so much like there in person and you feel like you're a part of it i that has to be it for me man i know that yeah. sounds like it's kind of a cop out but it's just i think it's me i think that's the right answer for me what about you yeah dude that is and i'm going to start specific and then get general that is let it be for the Preds. As a Preds fan, yeah. you I get goosebumps. I'm getting goosebumps right now thinking about yeah. like when they're challenging a call and we have everyone has their phone out and singing Let It Be by the Beatles. It is and, such a great and, and it just builds up to right when like when when it stops and there's that second where the 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 ref comes out and he's about to tell you and it's even better and it, now it can go one of two ways. It's either the most depressing moment when it goes against you or when he says the goal stands. Right. Oh, because then you get to, you get it all over again. You get double the excitement, double the high fives, everything. It's just so, and I love that every hockey team acts like when they get a goal stand, they act like you just scored another goal. It was such a, right. It was such a good, it was such a good plan to bring this into play. And like the first time, I think we were there the first time they did it. And everyone they turned off. It. They turned off all the lights and stuff. And like then they told him, like you can't turn the lights off anymore to do this. <laughs> <Yeah>. Like, <laughs> like they're trying to watch a video, and you've got everyone. It, yeah, it is awesome. But I think you're gonna kind of carry that yeah. into something. And that else. is every arena has and hockey, not just hockey arenas. Every stadium has their own thing that they do. Some yeah. 
some just do kind of very basic, you know, sweet Caroline, but some have really cool like traditions. And we talked about sport traditions last week. Yeah. Teams do really cool things that, you know, I remember growing up going to, uh, at, you know, I guess RFK stadium, then uh, FedEx field for the Redskins, yeah. like doing hail to the Redskins as a, you know, the Redskins had their own marching band. You had the Hoggettes, and it was, so, I mean, just everything was such a cool experience. Right. Um, you know, especially when you have like, you know, DC fans are a lot like college football fans. Yeah. And they just, cause they've know, never seen any good college football. Well, the Chops <laughs> have three national championships. So let's back off a little bit. Uh, <laughs> so, but yeah. So, I mean, it's just seeing like the entire arena doing something that's not the wave. Cause that's a whole, we'll have a whole episode about how bad the wave is. It'll just be called no go on the wave. Yeah. You know, <laughs> but I mean, it's just so cool, dude. Just the camaraderie, everyone in unison doing stuff. But yeah, so that's uh, I think that wraps up. We I do have an honorable mention. I don't know if you do, and that's comebacks. There's not much better than seeing a uh, a sports comeback in favor of your team in person. Oh sure, sure. Yeah, I think that. Yeah, I mean, because you're that hypes you up like for the entire night. Like you like you talk about it for days. I mean, you're just it, it is such an endorphin endorphin rush that it, it it's awesome. Yeah, I would say that kind of going in with the comeback thing. Uh, you know, just being able to talk about it. Hey, I was at that game yeah. when they came back. Mine is just being able to, you know, when you're there for something that almost everybody remembers, yeah. you know, like, and everyone's going to remember always, when we beat, Cal, uh, beat the flames in the last second when always being able to bring up, I was there, you know, being able to say I was actually there. And yeah. yeah so Even uh, if it's negative, like Blackhawks fans are going to be able to say we were there when Pekka scored on us. Yeah. And they'll be able to say that, <laughs> yeah. you know, they probably won't, but they will be able to, if they head. wanted to. Yeah. 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 So just the, uh, just the, just being able to be, you know, think about that guy again, bringing up malice in the palace. Think about the dude that took a shot from Ron Artest. Yeah. <laughs> forever, forever. He'll be able to say, I was that guy. Yeah. <laughs> that was me. I was there. Uh, but yeah. So, um, I think that, uh, we are done with the, um, uh, with what we miss about live sports yeah. and sports. So we got a really yeah. good, but really what, good interview. Before we do that, what we want to hear from you, the fans on Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook, reach out, tell us what you miss the most. Yeah. And what we, did we miss? We'll, we'll select a couple and we'll, we'll read them on air and you'll get a shout out. But now we've got a really awesome interview coming up with Brock McGillis. He talks about the being a member of the LGBTQ plus community in hockey and in life. He tells us uh, some new shows that he's working on. So here's that interview. All right, guys, coming up, we've got creator of This Is Shit on WOW Presents, LGBTQ plus advocate, motivational speaker, former OHL goaltender, and the first professional hockey player to come out as gay, uh, Brock McGillis. How are you doing today, Brock? I'm great. How are you? Uh, we're doing well. You know, we're in quarantine right now. How's uh, how's quarantine life treating you? Oh, gosh. It's um, it's a lot. Um, you know, it's, it's uh, kind of tough, but I mean, it is what it is, right? We got to do it. And um, just trying to get by. I live in a condo in Toronto, so it's uh, not as much space as, say, you know, if I was in the suburbs. So it's a little crazy, but I, I found my stairwell and I run up and down the stairs there and I have some weights in my place. So I get some workouts in like twice a day just to keep my mind sane. Awesome. So just to start off, uh, you know, what got you into hockey? What was your first, you know, hockey memory that made you a fan of the sport and as a player? 
You know, I grew up um, a very stereotypical Canadian story. I grew up on the ice. I lived down the street from an arena in a small town in northern Ontario. And um, uh, my dad was uh, friends with the arena manager, so I could sneak on whenever I want. And, and the major city nearby would come practice in the town because the ice was cheaper. So I would go to the rink in the morning, and if any team was short fully, I would on the ice with them. Um, Japan, I was probably skating like 15 times a week and uh, my parents would drop off my meals at the arena um, I and it wasn't even that much in me they weren't there I was just so obsessed with it um, I just had a love for it it was in my blood both sides of my family were, were huge hockey families and and um, you know, I, I had uh, relatives play professionally on both sides. My brother played; uh, he was a first-round pick in the OHL. Played pro. I have cousins that played in the O, and um, it was just ingrained in me. That that's awesome. Obviously, us uh, living most of our lives in Tennessee—that's not something. You know, we don't have a lot of folks that grow up on the ice uh, because that's not oh, not no? as available. Uh, <laughs> not a, not a, not as much. We are growing. We are the preds are the predators are definitely uh, pumping a lot of money into the the community and getting more ice rinks and things. So that that's good. Um, awesome. What was what was the experience? What was the experience in the league like before coming out and then after coming out? Well, I struggled a lot when I was closeted. I struggled a lot through my teens, especially when you you know start to hit puberty and you're in your teenage years and your hormones are aging and everything else. And, and I struggled with this duality. I mean, um, hockey, especially in Canada is so ingrained in our culture. Right. right. And, and, um, young hockey player, teenage hockey players are basically celebrities. Yeah. You know, you're treated like I, I equate like a, uh, an OHL or major junior hockey player to be the same as like a YouTube influencer or an Instagram influencer where you're kind of famous and you're known, but like you're not a movie star. Right. Sidney Crosby, uh, Connor McDavid, these guys are like Brad Pitt, right? Right. And in the OHL level, you're famous, but you're still accessible. So everyone kind of knows you, but you still have fame and people can come and talk to you and, and they can engage with you. So it's almost more influential and it's, it's almost more difficult because your whole identity is based off the sport. People come up to you and they talk to you and they talk to you about hockey. Right. And so my identity was Brock McGillis hockey player. And, and because of language I heard in locker rooms, on the ice, school, parties, wherever, I didn't think you could play hockey and be gay. Yeah. So, so I had to make a decision and, and decide whether I was going to be a hockey player or be gay. And I identified as a hockey player. So I hid the other thing. I refused to believe it was true. Wow. So as while you were playing, did you have any allies or anyone you could confide in, you know, while you were still in the closet, you know, to make your life easier at all? Well, through my teenage years, I didn't tell a soul and I didn't act on it. I dated women. I was actually in 
I'm ashamed to admit this today, I became like the stereotype of what you hear hockey players are. And, and I became a womanizer and, and had tons of women on the go at all times. Um, and then finally, when I was 23, I was, um, my career derailed. I went from being on NHL draft lists and supposed to have this, you know, linear trajectory to the NHL and have this long pro career. And I was incredibly depressed. Uh, in my teens, I was suicidal. By the age of 18, I was drinking every day. And I was constantly injured. So my career derailed. And I think I drank every day from the age of 18 to 23. And then finally at 23, I was playing in the minors in Europe. And I sat myself down and I said, you need to figure this out. So I knew two things were going to happen. My career was about to end. And two, I was um, likely to end up dead. So that's when I started dating men uh, to try and figure it out. And um, I took a step back from hockey and I went and played Canadian University hockey and focused on school in Montreal. And when I was there, um, Brendan Burke came out. And Brendan is the son of Brian Burke, who um, at the time was running the Leafs and went on to the Calgary Flames. Now he works for Sportsnet. Yeah. yeah. And um, I reached out to Brendan and we instantly became friends, and that was the only person in my life who knew. Did you find that being a goalie uh, was different for your, you know, did it change your experience at all rather than, you know, maybe if you were a forward or a D-man? I think it's, uh, there's a lot of stereotypes towards goalies to begin with, that they're a little flaky or different, and, and you spend so much time alone. Right. You know, like, you're alone for 60 minutes during the game. And it's just you and your thoughts. And um, I think at points, it probably led me to, you know, being my thoughts more away from the rink, just because it becomes your habit. You're, you're just, you know, you become analytical and you start to think a lot. And, and um, so I, was, I would dwell a lot on my struggles, but um it also, you know, I didn't have to deal with anyone else. So when I got on the ice, I, I didn't have to worry about my D partner or my line mates or anything else besides stopping the puck. And I could kind of let go of everything in my life and just focus on the game itself. And it was the only time in my life where I felt free, where I felt at ease. It was my happy place. That's awesome. So, you know, we want to lighten up a little bit during this quarantine. Yeah. Do you have any, what is your go-to lockdown snack that, that, you know, is always there that, you know, maybe it's a cheat day or something like that. Oh my God. So, okay. I've been, um, I've been still like filming a few things. So, and, and right before I was, the quarantine started, I was supposed to head out to LA to film season two of my show. And then this happened. I didn't know how long it would last, but I loaded up on groceries, and within three days, I ate everything. <laughs> um, like legit, I haven't stopped. And and so finally, I've 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 cut myself down to once a week. And I think Friday, I ate a bag of chips, two bags of popcorn, Oreos, and 
like I don't think I put a healthy thing in my body the whole damn day. <laughs> well, hey, but that it's it's for the human race though. We're supposed to stay in. We're supposed to stay away from people. You're doing it for for your country, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There's gonna be no shirtless photos on Instagram for a while. Let's just say that. You can just say, "Oh, it's it's cold up here in Canada." <laughs> that's uh, that's why. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So. Four layers, four <laughs> layers and three filters just to get a selfie. <laughs> so uh, back in your playing days and even now, do you have any, uh, did you have any, you know, weird pregame rituals, maybe a meal that you would have to have before every game? Um, I used to have chicken and pasta before every game. Um, I took the same route to the rink no matter where I played. I, um, I was, I had some weird like OCD goalie things. Um, I would have to listen to the same three songs for the last three songs I would listen to before the game. Um, and uh, on the ice, I sang the same song in my head. I had the same thing I would say to myself between face-offs, uh, between whistles. And then I sang the same song in my head from the age of 10 years old. I got a shot. I, got a, I watched a movie and it was... Uh, that night, the song from the movie got stuck in my head, and I got a shout-out. So I got the same song from the age of 10 until 28 years old when I stopped playing. Well, sports fans are sports fans are, are crazy and ritualistic, so that, that makes sense. Now, I have, a, I have a follow-up question on your answer. You said you took the same route to the stadium every, every time you went, no matter where you played. So was it like before you ever – took the actual official first route did you test a couple routes first did you you know i gotta i gotta see which way is the best way or did just the first way you ever took to the stadium is the way you took every time you know and i think it was just once once you have a good night you just keep flowing with it right okay so it was just I took away and and had a good game and then I was like okay this is play this is my this is this my is way, to way. Go. <laughs> and I sit in the car and and then I I would have to listen like I would try and time the songs based off where I was so that when I got to the rink the last song I played in the car was one of those the the third of those three songs each time so I left my car playing the same song that's funny. So how uh, how active are you yeah. still in the sport? Are you playing men's league? Are you coaching? Um, well, uh, after I came out, I um, well before I came out, after I retired, I uh, started a business in Northern Ontario where I was working with about a hundred players daily, um, uh, from major junior players down to like Adam kids. Um, so I was doing office training on a skill development and goalie training as well. And, um, I was doing that for, I did that for about seven years and, um, I actually wasn't even out yet. And then I came to find out that these kids, and they were part of the reason why I came out, they knew I was gay in Northern Ontario, which is, you know, there's not a ton of exposure the LGBTQ plus probably like Tennessee, right? Oh yeah, um, oh yeah. <laughs> not in like the mate, you know, like maybe in Nashville. There, there's you know uh, probably more of uh, an LGBT base, but like you go outside of that, and there's probably less, right? Definitely. So yeah. it was, it was kind of like that, and and I found out that they knew I was gay, and chose to work with me. These macho hockey bros, and I thought, how cool. Yeah. yeah. 
Absolutely. Um, so I stayed coaching them and training them for years. Um, but then associations started finding out I was gay and started blackballing me. Wow. They wouldn't let me work with their players. Associations I grew up playing in, associations that my dad coached in for 30 years, my brother played in and coached in, and uh, they wouldn't let me work with their players. So I slowly started to get out of uh, the coaching, and it just so happened that I had come out publicly right after that, kind of almost as a screw you to the yeah, those right. people. It was part of it. I'm going to be um, who I am. And yeah, and a couple other things like that summer pulse happened in Orlando where there was a massacre at a gay bar. And um, oh, yeah. it was just time. So I came out publicly and, and um, uh, I started getting calls to speak and I started getting calls to do advocacy. And before I knew it, it became a, a full-time job. And now I travel the world with it. So it was like, well... I'm not being fair to these kids and I can't live in Northern Ontario and travel the world is a little is too much. So um, now I'm done. Uh, I've gone out of the hockey game almost completely more, more now and just a voice within it. And I do some, I, I consult for some, uh, like I've done some work with USA hockey, um, some stuff with the NHL and things like that. So as someone in the LGBTQ plus community, obviously once a month, the NHL does hockey is for everyone. And, you know, you have some clubs that do more than others. You have some clubs that actually do advocacy and you have some clubs, unfortunately, like the Preds here here in Nashville, they just throw a rainbow flag on some stuff and call, call it a day. What would you like to see as someone who is who is who's in that community see these clubs do to help the outreach program to, you know, kind of open it up for everybody? So the way I see it, and I got in a little slack because I, I called um, Hockey's for Everyone garbage um, <laughs> in McLean, which is like Time Magazine of Canada. So um, I, I, I equate it to having the Stanley Cup parade before winning the championship. Yeah, um, fair. You know, it's, it's kind of fake. Yeah, I mean, it's... it's I would much... To sell to, to uh, uh, well, it's attempting to sell, you know, sell yeah. something that you're not actually providing any advancement on, or, yeah. or have no no reason and to to push it. I think it's pandering to a community, and yeah. it, it, you know, you're selling merchandise and making money. Yeah, right? that's how I've always seen and, it. And you're trying to influence a group of people that start buying tickets to your sport, but you're not doing any work to make that sport. A good place for them and there's yeah, people right. at the nhl like uh kim davis and and patrick burke and there's there's some really great people there who who want to create change and i have no doubt um but i'd rather see you know do the work first right it's like yeah. a macro banner without doing the micro work i'd rather see educational programs in minor hockey mentoring it, programs it starts at seven years old the homophobia in the sport, the language, everything else starts with kids. And then these kids keep using that and, and they're coached by ex-players and, and it becomes this vicious cycle and they keep using that language all the way up until they reach the NHL and, and, and it's this cycle that then, you know, even if they don't reach but they play decent levels and get back into coaching, they just recycle the same words, the same behaviors, the same actions and attitudes and nothing changes. Well, and, and, not... and it's why so many people quit the sport. And also, so I would much rather see them uh, stop 
the campaign, do the actual fundamental work, and then celebrate it after. Absolutely. I can, can 100% agree with that. That's, uh, that's a, a powerful message and what you're doing for, uh, for kids in this sport and, you know, even, even potentially adults is, is very commendable and we're really appreciative to have you on. Uh, so do you want to tell well, the, fa- do you want to tell the fans a little bit more about this is shit? Give us a, give us a quick rundown, uh, your elevator pitch, if you will. Yeah, so there's two main things I'm doing right now. Uh, one of them is uh, This Is Shit, which is uh, a show with World of Wonder who does uh, RuPaul's Drag Race and Million Dollar Listing. And um, it, it's myself and a drag queen from RuPaul's Drag Race, Mrs. Kasha Davis. And essentially it's, you know, we all deal with stuff. We're all, we all stress or have struggles and whatnot. And when we do, we think we're the only ones in the world. We think our problems are the worst problems and, and we're the only ones struggling. And the reality is everyone's dealing with shit. So this is shit is us sharing our shit and, and bringing people on to share theirs. So hopefully people, it, it minimizes the power of our struggles have over us. Because, you know, then when you see other people that have the same problems and the same struggles, then it, 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 it gives it less weight and less power over you because you know you can get through it because other people have and then other than that i i um travel around i speak at corporations events colleges universities uh high schools elementary schools all over north america and i've done some work in europe and um i want to continue to grow that and try and get everywhere and create social shifts and makes the world a better place for everyone not just lgbtq plus people but anyone who's struggling um i have a saying i live by and it's normal doesn't exist the fallacy it's an illusion we are all a bunch of weirdos and that's a beautiful thing yeah yeah and and when you realize that you're less likely to judge somebody else for their differences because you realize you're a weirdo too in your own way well, that's a powerful message, man. And like we said, we we appreciate you coming on. But we we not only deal with hockey and sports and all that good stuff. We we get into pop culture. So, Marvel or Star Wars? If you had to choose right now, uh, Marvel. Okay. And so, follow up question to that: Who's your favorite Marvel character? Ooh. We're uh, hard hard hitting questions uh, here, man. Hard hitting questions yeah. here. <laughs> I'm gonna have to go with maybe Spider-Man. Okay, oh, solid. Not a solid choice. Solid choice. What do you think of of Tom Holland as Spider-Man? Pro or uh, against? Yeah, I'm into it. I'm into it. Awesome. What do you think? Oh, I think that I, I used to be a big Tobey Maguire truther as a uh, as a Spider-Man yeah. fan, and I didn't think that there was going to be anybody else that I liked in it. Uh, I wasn't a fan when James Garfield took it over, uh, but when Tom Holland uh, entered the uh, entered the Marvel verse, he was a great addition. He's perfect a perfect character for Spider-Man in my mind, where he's nerdy enough. But he's still young looking enough to, to play a great Spider Man, so I agree. Have have you guys seen the alleged Toby Maguire stuff? Have you ever seen the movie Molly's Game? Uh, I haven't. I haven't either. Oh, you gotta see it. It's this ex professional 
skier and she turned into this card shark. She was an <laughs> okay. Olympian or, or close to the Olympic. And Toby Maguire like like controls all the underground like like celebrity poker games in LA and, <laughs> and apparently he's a huge dick. Wow. Okay. You gotta watch yeah. it. I'm, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm looking at the uh, the cast right now. It's, it's got a <laughs> Jessica Chastain, Idris Elba. Oh I mean, wow! Yeah, I'll, I'll definitely oh, check yeah. this out. We're big Idris Elba fans on yeah. this pod, so <laughs> that's awesome. Well, thanks for Michael, the thanks for the tip. Yeah, Michael Sarah plays Player X, and allegedly from the book, that's Tobey Maguire. Oh. Well, so, yeah, we're, so we're definitely so excited. You know, yeah, we'll have to check that yeah, out. Yeah, we'll... watch that. It was wild. I watched it two nights ago. All right. Well, <laughs> so yeah, it's it's really good. But all right, Brock. Uh, thanks for joining us, everyone. That this has been Brock McGillis, creator of This Is Shit on Wow Presents, uh, advocate, motivational speaker, and former OHL goaltender. Brock, it's been great having you on, and we hope to have you on again sometime. Yeah, thank you for having me, and hopefully I get to Tennessee and I can pop by and come on live. Please, please, no, do, please man. do, man. Let us know, buddy. Thanks a lot, Brock. We appreciate awesome. you, man. All right. Stay safe out there. Have a great there. day. Stay safe and healthy. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. You too. All right, guys. Welcome back. What an awesome interview. But now, let's. Uh, we got a new drop for Joke of the Week. The Weird. Corey Perry. Yeah, I don't like that sound. Wild. I think the, I think the first read was a good one. Now, now I'm overthinking it. Outlandish. Each sixth chick sat on a stick. A little tongue twister. And downright dumb. You're kidding me. It's time for the joke of the week. But, all right. So this week, uh, Brandon, you found us this joke of the week. Why don't you tell us a little bit about this week? I don't know if we've done it yet, but we're finally, finally, finally headed down to Florida. We got us a Florida man, Bobby. <laughs> I guarantee we've done some Florida and all the craziness that we've talked about. We've talked about Florida once or well, twice. Well, we drink beer on this podcast, <laughs> so I can't I can't confirm or deny that. Um, a Florida man with a machete tattoo on his face accused of a machete attack. <laughs> I feel like realistically, I'm not. We're not about <laughs> we're not about victim shaming on this show. But you should have saw that coming, buddy. I mean, he gave you all the opportunity in the world to see that he had a machete on his face. <laughs> Florida, man. What the? Who decides, hey, I'm going to get a machete tattooed on my face. And then he's like, that's also my weapon of choice. You're going to be so easily identifiable, man. <laughs> what are you doing? Yeah, pretty wild. Uh, I'm just kind of reading the article right now. The guy, they asked about getting hit with the machete and he's like, well, felt a lot of pain. Then I passed out. Well, yeah, but that's what happens when you get hit with a sword. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. Yeah. Like it's a, it's an interesting photo. It's from the Orlando, Orlando Sentinel. What place, man? What placement for a tattoo? Yeah. It's like, (laughs) we're talking about like, it looks like eye black. Yeah. Uh, like, uh, oh, what? His high what? school mascot was the machetes and he was just, he sure. was loyal. He was really school spirited, yeah. just like myself. And he realized halfway through getting the new eye black that maybe not the best idea. He, uh, the victim told authorities he swung the machete at the, at my face in order to block the strike. I placed my left arm in front of my face and the victim's left forearm was struck with the blade of the machete. So. He was trying to give him like a machete shaped scar okay. under his eye. What a joke, Florida. I mean, you always outdo yourself, don't you? The, 
the, <laughs> the argument reportedly started in ways that all Florida arguments start. The victim did not want to let uh, Mr. Couch into his home for unknown reasons. <laughs> and we all know what unknown reasons are. Drugs are definitely it, right? This yeah. is 100%. Like, again, we're not here to victim shame. But like you're interacting with this guy and then either you didn't know him and you opened the door or you did know him and caught a machete to the face, like to the arm for however long you've known this cat. He's been a machete. He's had a machete on his face. So do you think that guy like he can only carry machete now? Like that's the only thing he carries now. Like he wants to he wants to work with other weapons, but he's like, oh, that's my that's my thing now, man. But I mean, he's got another eye is all I got to say about it. Like you're smart. He'd get a gun tattoo. Yeah. I mean, then he's allowed to use guns. Well, see, that's how the law works in Florida. I feel like I feel like while I hear what you're saying and it would probably be better guys that like get machete tattoos and then like wield machetes. No, bro. He's going to get like a morning star tattoo. Like (laughs) that would be dope. I mean, that's a great story to tell that he's going to have in prison. Like what'd you do? Try to stab a guy with a machete. Like, yeah, (laughs) saw that coming. (laughs) Yeah. Saw that coming from a mile away. What a, what a joke you are, Florida. But all right. So we are finally, finally, finally getting to the next part of our X-Men discussion. We, we no, did our not, homework. Yeah, we actually did our homework. Uh, thanks for bearing with us. Watching movies. That's yeah. all we had to do. Most people have to like research and write articles and stuff and get all this stuff out. We literally had to watch three movies and took us three weeks to do it. But yeah. we're here. We made it. Yeah. You know? So we're going over Deadpool, Logan, and Deadpool 2. Uh, for Deadpool 2, we watched the Super Duper edition, which is the unrated version. Uh, so... What did you think? Dude? What what was your favorite of the three? Uh, tough to tough to pick a favorite of the three, honestly. Um, I think that they were all great for different reasons to me. Logan probably was the best for like closing out yeah. an entire story. You know, I mean, Deadpool is cool and it's in the X-Men universe and, you know, he brings up Wolverine and talks about it. And there's other X-Men there, obviously. But just like, even if you exclude Deadpool and Deadpool 2, we had nine other movies that we've watched and discussed, Bob. Yeah. And so just a closing out of that. And besides the fact that Hugh Jackman is awesome. Yeah. He was so awesome. He was such a good Wolverine. Logan was sad, though, dude. Yeah. It was sad. It's not a movie that I like. I want to watch again, really. like. Uh, you know, I may at some point watch it again, but it's not like a days of future past where you're like, I really am just excited to watch that again. You know, Logan was, was super sad and, but Deadpool and Deadpool two were just kind of like changes to the, to the world. You know, they, it gave you some of the mutant stuff and you do get to see some of the, um, some of the other X-Men, 
but I mean, I don't know if I have a favorite. There weren't really three that paired together that I could just give yeah. it a one, two, three because I mean, they were so yeah. different. But I would say probably have to be Deadpool two, I guess, if we're saying like, which would you watch again? No so I question. like Deadpool one more than Deadpool. Deadpool two was great. Both Deadpools are great. I like number one more than number two. Yeah. I felt that it flowed better. It didn't, sure. like you said before the show, it didn't like Deadpool two tried really hard. Yes. To Agreed. Keep with the Deadpool. Yeah. Deadpool one was just so natural. Yeah. Yeah. And and that was one thing. If I had critiques on the Deadpool movies, it was that everything had to be a joke. Yeah. You're already way different than every other movie if you don't make every scene have to be an absolute joke. But Ryan Ryan Reynolds did such a good job, and I really like him as an actor, and I really enjoyed how he made fun of himself throughout the films. Oh, yeah. And, um, did you watch the after credit scenes in Deadpool? Uh, yeah, okay. of course, of course. Um, so just such a just such a good three movies that were all three of them so different than what we had seen before. I'm really excited to get more into to X Force and the and X twenty three. I was I'll tell you what I didn't understand though in the Deadpool's. When did Colossus become German or <laughs> Russian? Russian. He was in the first movies. It was some teenage kid that was not. Russian, well, it's a different right? universe. Remember, Deadpool's in a different universe, which we're, I'm going to get into in a second. It's a completely different universe. They don't even exist within the same timeline, really. Well, same timeline, but and that's actually what I'm going to talk about because they did like a because a they break the fourth wall in Deadpool. They do have a. That's why. That's why this Deadpool, they can't bring it into the MCU correctly because they've already done so much to break the fourth wall, which I'm actually going to talk about. Like, how can they bring Deadpool in? And that's, you know, the multiverse. Uh, Doctor Strange could probably go open the multiverse, which they've actually talked about in the MCU is the multiverse, or Ant-Man can go into the quantum zone or whatever it's called, and maybe, like, he actually goes in too far and ends up in Deadpool's universe. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so I... Where, I actually, did, it, where did it say that it wasn't in the same universe? Because I'm... Uh, the director is, like, when it came out, they they specifically said, the writer said, this is not in the same universe. Don't expect to see People the same. are not supposed to, you know, just know what the director said. Like, I feel like you got to throw me, like, a little bone. Just, like, yeah. a little bit before the movie. No, but I... Usually, I with, stuff like, usually with stuff like this, um, when, you, when you can clearly see that these are different actors playing people... Um, and the fact that he's breaking the fourth wall so many times, like that doesn't match up with the MCU. Yeah, but I felt like that was more just, it doesn't match up with the MCU, but it matches up with this character. And so it's like, almost like he's just telling a story, you know, that was yeah. more what it was like to me. Like that doesn't, that doesn't really upset yeah. me if it was yeah. in the same universe. Like my hope is like, that like Ant-Man brings him to the MCU and like, he's constantly like, cause he lives in a universe where he's being like, he's up, he's on f- film. And yeah. so he's constantly looking around. Like he looks at the camera to break the fourth wall. And like, uh, Spider-Man's like, who are you talking to? There's nobody there. <laughs> it more seemed to me like it was just like an inner monologue. Like he was just monologuing the story type of deal. That'd but be I cool too. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like, I mean, cause that's the kind of person that he was and is and, Mentally unstable Mutant. person. Yeah, exactly. And so, which in the comics, he's the procedure that gave him his powers scrambled his brain, and yeah. he is so crazy. So that, that's why it made that, sense that could, to yeah. me. That I mean, he was already kind of a crazy guy as is. Yeah. Um, I think yeah, even I in the movies, like he's, doing, he's having that, and someone asked me, like, "They're like, who? Who are you talking to?" 
I think maybe like the uh, teenage male, whatever. Negasonic. Yeah. It was like, who are you talking to? And he's like, oh, never mind. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Exactly. So they already kind of played it up to to be that. But yeah, it's definitely in a different. They've already said, like, I think they planned originally this was going to be like a. They didn't know how Deadpool was going to work. Right. Because they specifically had to be R. To be in the MCU, it couldn't be R because they couldn't tie it in. So now they might say, all right, let's. And then they're like, Logan, welcome to the show, buddy. You're welcome. (laughs) Yeah. Like, um, but yeah, I mean, in the scene in two where he's like, oh, are you the only X-Men they could afford? And they kind of cut right. and you see like the actual actress playing and they close the door. Yeah. Beast. So, yeah. 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 <laughs> I, I, I really did enjoy the, uh, the actress and the back and forth between Negasonic, Teenage Warhead and Deadpool though. Yeah. She was so funny when he was like, uh, that part when he was like, oh, you're a teenage girl. There's only two things yeah. that can happen here. Long, sullen silence or mean comments. She's like, you got Which me. Which is it going to be? She said, you really got me pinned into a box here. Yeah. yeah. It was well, so I, funny. I love when he's like, bye, Yukio. Bye, Yukio. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hi, <laughs> <Bye>, Wade. <laughs> yeah, I like him. I, uh, yeah. yeah. I really enjoyed it. And Juggernaut's awesome. We talked about Juggernaut being oh, there. Oh, yeah. He's so dope. Cable coming back. Uh Actually, he calls him Thanos multiple times, which I love. A very uh, and for those of you that don't know, Cable is uh, what Josh is it? Brolin. Well, no, but oh. I'm saying yes, yes. <laughs> uh, I'm not. I'm not arguing that fact. But it's uh, Cyclops' son. Is is Cable? Yeah, it's uh, Ryan Summers. Cy- oh, Cy- sorry. Yeah. yeah, Cyclops' son. I didn't know that. That's cool. Yeah. So I mean, that's really cool. So. <laughs> Uh, one thing we were going to talk about on the doc is should Deadpool come in the MCU? Is that something you would want to see? Uh, yeah. Or do you I mean, like it as a standalone? It right. No, no. I'm always for some collaboration type of deal. If you do it right and you don't oversell it, like, yeah. like the, like you can't just pop up. I don't want to see them do right. it with a different actor. Like, and then you've got like two Deadpools in the owned by Marvel. And then it's like a whole M- thing. MCU to me was, they did so good of tying everything together. Yeah. You know, that was the biggest thing for me was that they did a really good job of like letting you know that this is in the same universe, but keeping the movies on yeah. track. I mean, they could even do it where Kate, like him and cause in the comics, there's a comic, like I've actually started with Deadpool and Cable, like they are partners. Yeah. So maybe Cable messes around with time travel too much and he jumps universes, dumps them, jumps dimensions. And they wind up there. Yeah. They do a movie. Then they're like, all right, we found a way back. So they can go back to doing de- R rated Deadpool movies when they go back. Right. Right. Yeah. Well, I uh, I also really really liked and not only the character itself but uh, but the actress that played her Domino dude yeah you know, that was so dope. good and and uh, the actress who plays Van in Atlanta she is a really good actress and I hope to see her in more things but Domino is you know being lucky isn't a real isn't a real superpower but like they kind of yeah, the show you how scene, it yeah. is they kind of show you how it is and like. My man, Terry Crews. <laughs> Can't believe you, he how died. How about my boy Brad Pitt? True. Didn't yeah. even think about old BP, dude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but it was it was done so well. I, I really enjoyed all three movies and um, excited to kind of see what they can do from here. Yeah. I'm excited to see the next step. I guess that I think maybe next week we might we'll we'll figure out something to talk about. We're figure it out. Yeah, we'll probably do maybe we'll probably do one more uh, discussion on X Men and then uh, move on. Maybe it's a battle royale draft. We'll figure. Yeah, not a bad idea. We'll have not to have some rules because obviously Dark Phoenix is a Dark Phoenix and Magneto should just be out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 
That'll be that will be too uh too ridiculous of a battle. So all right. So I think we're gonna go to questions from the internet. Yeah. Uh, all right. So we've got one today. Uh if you were a professional athlete about to hit the peak of your career and you won the Powerball, would you keep playing or take your winnings and retire? I think it would I think there's a, a number of things that would depend for yeah. me. Yeah. The amount of how the Powerball. Yeah. How high level of, of an athlete am I? You know, am I one of the top guys or am I just catching, you know, minimum salary? Which is not scrub money by any means, but it's most certainly not Powerball money. Yeah. Uh, number two, it would be what sport am I playing? Because if I'm playing baseball, you can play baseball until you're 95, dude. It yeah. ain't no thing. Playing football, dude, I'm retired in a heartbeat. I don't care how close I am to records, how high in the sport I am. I'm retiring, dude, because I want to enjoy this money and not have to CTE out. You know, yeah. like, um, so I think that it would depend. Um, the peak of your career. Yeah, I mean, I would, I would probably keep playing sports, but just, you know, kind of be more of a role guy, you know, like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think I'd take Powerball and run. Yeah. I mean, it depends on the size of the Powerball. Sure. Right. I mean, if it's a $2 million Powerball and you got to pay taxes on that, then no, yeah. I'm not, not what, what, no, 1.3 million. Yeah. I was thinking like 300 mil, you know? Yeah. So I think the question is either, either choice you make, you're, you're, you're set up for life. I yeah. think. Yeah, so the question is, are you going to be set up for life and play the game you love or be set up in life and retire pretty much? Yeah. But you could also, while being set up for life, you could ruin your whole life if you continue to play. Yeah. You know, like, I mean, it's only one broken leg until like your whole life is different from that point forward. I think I'm, I don't know, man. I'm leaning towards Powerball. Yeah. I'm probably going to retire for sure. For sure. Let's, let's retire. Let's go to a beach and then we'll start a little like adult league and then we'll dominate in that, you know? Yeah. But all right, so let's move on to this or that, which we've got a new drop for. Time to cast your vote. Vote your cast. Choose your pick. Pick your choice. Make a decision and take a side for this or that. All right. So this week we've got your fly is always down or your shoes are always just a bit damp. Fly always down. No question. So let's let's talk about it for a second. Okay. Fly always down. So you're risking your junk just flopping out at times when yeah. you're in, in, when you're in public, which could mean don't act like you're not impressed, <laughs> which could come with its own set of circumstances. Sure. Sure. Um I mean in, in situ- I mean listen, I'm not I'm I'm, yeah. I'm with you right now, yeah. but I'm just you want you, know. you want to make it a thing. Yeah. You're the one that put it on the dock, bro. Yeah. Like the easiest question we've had. First of all, if I'm going out in public, I'll just make sure I have some, you know, some dope boxers. So, you know, maybe I don't, you know, catch a charge or something. But, dude, you're basically asking, like, of the, like, literally one thing that's, like, not that big of a deal, kind of embarrassing if you get embarrassed kind of thing, kind of thing as opposed to, like, the worst thing that I've ever heard of in my entire life. Like, damp shoes, damp socks. Uh, they're bruh. not like squishy. They're they're just like eh, just a little bit damp. Are they damp? 
Yeah. <laughs> then I'm not interested in that at all. So like, I guess I when I wrote this, I was thinking like, all right, uh, your wedding pictures, your flies down, your wedding pictures. Yeah. That you, would, you're given a, uh, you're given a, you're, tr- you're at a training seminar and you're on stage, your flies down. You forgot though that it's me. <laughs> and look, man, that's a, uh, I hear you, but, um, but other people's comfort and most of the thing with the fly being down is it's embarrassing for the person. And I'm not going to sit here and say I don't get embarrassed, but I don't embarrass easily. And so if I always know my fly is going to be down, I'm definitely going to have like seven to 12 witty, witty retorts to say when people say, hey, your fly's down. You know, I don't have them yet because, you know, that's not a part of my <laughs> life. But yeah, you know, like I hear what you're saying. And right, like, so let's, some people would yeah. definitely pick the damp shoes thing, but I cannot Luckily, stand Luckily, well, I wear mainly flip flops, so I'd be all right. See, but, you would be fine. <laughs> so let's change it up, make it a little bit harder. Okay. If, if this makes it harder. Instead of your flies always down, your pants are just a little too big. So at random times, a couple times a day, they may just fall down to your ankles. Again, don't act like you're not impressed. <laughs> Um, yeah, same answer. I mean, it's going to take like a whole lot for you to be like, your shoes are damp. Like it would have to be like, oh, would Would, you rather, would would just damp socks and dry shoes change anything? Does that make it, I mean, is that the same thing to you? That's the same thing. Yeah. Okay. Dampness. Now, if I had like some waterproof socks that didn't like let the moisture in, sure. I'll take that. But it would take like a whole lot for me to pick damp shoes and socks in this situation. Like you would have to be Especially like. Especially like Sperry's. You would have to worst. be like slap your mother once a day <laughs> or like damp shoes. Well, like I'm not going to slap my mom once a day. Like, like twice a week max. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like it, if it was like once a week, maybe I'd choose. Then it's a whole thing. Mom. It's every Monday we get. I mean, not it's like dinner. Mom. <laughs> it's like, and my mom would probably be on board. She'd be like, yeah, I mean, damp shoes suck. I mean, I'm <laughs> you slapping know? you back. <laughs> right, yeah. right. I mean, it's more of a trade-off type of deal. But no, there is like a whole lot of stuff that it would take to, like, I like I don't know if I could do like walk, walk around with my shoes always damp. If somebody was like, hey, I'll give you 500 bucks a week just to like walk around with your shoes damp. Like, I would be... I mean, that's not even unemployment right now. Yeah. Yeah. But like, you know what I'm saying? Like on top of your like regular life. I mean, for real though, 500, 750 bucks a week to walk around with your shoes damp. Like I would be hard pressed. What's your price? Choose that. Oof. I think if you hit me with like a. 1500 a week. 1500 a week. And I walk around with my shoes always damp. Which means you have the option to start wearing flip flops and damp flip flops are not that bad. Now I still won't. I won't. Uh, flip flops are worse than the damp okay. shoes to me. Um, so dry flip flops are damp shoes. <laughs> Fifteen hundred a week to walk around with my my shoes always damp. Do I definitely not get like the diseases and shit that no, come? You no, know, okay, we're not talking so about giving you diseases. Because okay. otherwise, you're using that money at, uh, on safety, the doctor. Right? Yeah. I'm just paying. You know. <laughs> yeah, I think fifteen hundred a week. I would probably walk around with my shoes damp. I'm not looking forward to it. I'd buy new shoes with it. Dry (laughs) Now, dry sandals or damp shoes? Like flip-flops? Yeah. Do I get to kick them off a lot? I mean, when you're, like, when you would normally take your shoes off, like, before bed and stuff, like, whenever you wouldn't wear shoes. Yeah. Yeah, I just wouldn't wear shoes. Um, (laughs) See, that's tough (laughs) to me. No, I mean, I'd pick the flip-flops 
because I can't at least. And you would take learn to love them because like, flip flops are amazing. Yeah, no, I just don't want a thong in between my toe. You know, I just yeah. don't like it, dude. I'm not. A, I also not a fan of the look. You know, like yeah. I just don't like the look on top of the fact that I don't like yeah. it at all. I mean, I've got, I've got, I got flip flops and I got sure. like work sandals. So sure. like I've got some slides I wear when I'm do, moving stuff and working. I'm not yeah. look, and I'm not. I, I want to don't everybody out there don't hear what I'm not saying. I'm not talking, you know, down to people that wear flip-flops. I know lots of people that really like and wear flip-flops. This is a personal preference type of deal. You know, I just do not like them at all. So, yeah, I would still take them over damp shoes. I hate <laughs> damp shoes. So, okay. All right. Binging so let's move time. It. What are you binging? I'm finally getting caught up on some Doctor Who. I've taken a small hiatus from the Arrowverse. I was getting so burnt out that I was finding that I wasn't enjoying any of it anymore. Like I was watching so much of it, like while I was working before bed, I was like, I can't do this. Like I'm getting, I'm not enjoying it anymore. So start, I'm on, started back up on season eight of Doctor Who last week. I'm on season nine now. I love, you don't know it, but Peter Capaldi as the doctor makes a great doctor. Is that the one that's like everybody knows about? No, Peter, uh, are you talking about Peter Capaldi? I don't know. Like the more recent doctor. Uh, So right now, no, he like, so they're on season 12. So I think they've had right now is a lady doctor. Don't know her name. I'm not there yet, but uh, I don't know the actress's name. I'm not there yet. But Peter Capaldi's the older guy. Actually, th- I think he's my favorite doctor as of now. Everyone's, I mean, everyone loves David Tennant. As, yeah, as that's the, the one I'm that's thinking everyone's of. Favorite. Is like the main. But for me, before Peter Capaldi, it was uh, Matt Smith and then David Tennant. I think now Peter Capaldi is, yeah, that's Peter Capaldi right he there. Look, he absolutely looks like a Doctor Who. Yeah. And so, so does David Tennant to me. I've never got into it. Like I kind of get yeah, it. Some like, people um, like you know, like it's some people's like not niche thing. And it's not more. It's more not that I'm not interested in watching it or don't care about watching it. It is more just like, dude, I just cannot dig into like another thing in yeah. my life. You and know? it is like the kind of thing. Like obviously, it's been around since like 1961. Right. That's so what you I'm don't saying. like. I've only watched a couple episodes of Classic Who. But yeah. like, if you can start like in like, because they started over season one of like the modern Who, yeah. Um, which I mean was they're on twelve seasons, but now it's BBC. It's not American. It's like most American shows have twenty four episodes, which is right, insane. It's like seven. I think or it's eight. like seven or eight episodes, yeah. hour long episodes. So you're looking at a you know, which as an American I hate. I'm like, give me more. I remember when Luther was coming out, and I'm like, are you telling me there's only six episodes of this? Yeah, yeah, like, absolutely. <laughs> I um, I'm with you. I'm one of those guys though that. If I got into it, you know me, dude. When I get into something, I get way, way into it. Yeah. So like I would Which I watch, think you would. I know. And and <laughs> there is lots of things in life that I just avoid because I know I don't need another thing in my life. Wheeler loves World of Warcraft. You played a little bit. I like and I, I had to I had to get myself off it because I was about to devote my life to it. I absolutely know. There is no question on earth. It's not, I don't play that not because it is a, what I, what some people would be like, oh, it's a nerd game. I know that my whole life would become World of Warcraft. And so like, sometimes you just have to call it before (laughs) it ever starts. And so like, that's more why I've never gotten a Doctor Who. I'm sure I will. Um, at some point, I mean, in my if college life, football doesn't come back, I think we will. College football doesn't come back. I might have to like really, <laughs> really play hard on the nerd culture. <laughs> um, so yeah, Doctor Who's good. Uh, I've been watching just like a general, like old little sitcom. Just shoot me, old David Spade, bud. Old David Spade or young David Spade, yeah. realistically. But 
I love all the actors in there. I think they're they're really funny. Like I just like the show. I've always like caught caught few episodes here and there on like TBS. That's growing a, yeah. up and How stuff. are you watching it? Hulu, dude. Oh, it's on it's Hulu. It's on Hulu. All now. right. Well, I know so what like, I'm going to start binging yeah. on. Yeah, I love that show. It used to be the kind of thing where I would like watch on like TV land. I think it would pop up or maybe. Or right. Old. Stuff yeah. like that. And so like now it's on Hulu. And so like I'm already on season two and it's just so such an easy watch. Yeah. And you don't have to pay attention. There's not new scenes really. It's all in the same place. Is Drew Carey in that? Drew Carey's in that, right? Maybe later, but he is not currently. I mean, I'm only on Maybe like, I'm thinking of a different show where like Drew Carey was like a boss and he had like an annoying... No, uh, no, he's not like a main character. What is that? Okay, then I've got to look up what that uh, Drew Carey sitcom. I think it was called Drew Carey. Was like, yeah, it was. <laughs> it was called Drew. I think maybe. Right? Yeah, the Drew, the Carey, Drew Carey show. show. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so you got it. You got it. You're there. You're in there. But yeah, so I'm still like I've talked about a couple of weeks now. I'm still. I've got so much tailgate. At, my, at the house that I'm yeah. still drinking on that. Yeah, no, we're drinking on it, and you know I'm okay with that. It's a good, solid beer. It's yeah. not something that you're gonna really tire out of. Yeah. One of the problems of calculating how much beer you need, like per person, is I didn't take into account that we all also had Yaks piss. Yeah, so well, we <laughs> and I barely drank any of the uh, any of the tailgate, and I did drink like eight cups of the Yaks yeah. piss. So, <laughs> so mine. Uh, I haven't really been binging it. I don't want people to think that I've just been like slamming this stuff or anything, but I was, uh, buying, buying, uh, my pops, a, a bottle of, uh, whiskey, uh, or bourbon for, for father's day. And you know, you know me, I can't pass up a good deal. And I rolled by and it was this captain Morgan's long Island iced tea. Sounds delicious. It is delicious. And dangerous. It's what's well, only 17%, oh, but when it's, bad. Not bad, but when it slides down (laughs) so smooth that um, it'll get you, especially when you're drinking on the King Cobras with it. So, yeah, it was really good. Uh, It's uh, it's out in the uh, out in the kitchen. So when we're done recording, we'll give you a little swallow of it. So but not bad. Twelve bucks, dude. That's what I was getting at with the deal thing. I was like, I'll snag this up, dude. No problem. And it was a nice addition. Uh even my little, even my sister liked it, and she's not usually a fan of lots of stuff. So, yeah. all right, snap and stick time. I think we got a new drop for that too, buddy. Yeah. Bobby and Brandon are about to find out exactly what snaps their sticks. All right, so. I'll start us off today. That is, and this is really coming up on 4th of July. Fireworks as adults. Yeah. I've never gotten it. Like, listen, kids, I, I get kids love fireworks. I love, yeah. I love fireworks to kids. All kids love fireworks. Or fireworks shows. Yeah. You know, like, like, I get it's, it. It's a like, fun yeah, thing for kids to do, but like adults who go to fireworks shows or like just when there's well, no kids there that. and just adults do, shooting off fireworks. Sure. That's more what I thought you were getting at. It's just like just buying a bunch of fireworks and shooting them off. Uh, a lot of, uh, some of you will know this about me. I've, I've worked fireworks, fireworks tents before. My dad is like, I was literally almost born in a fireworks tent, uh, that my mom and dad were working. I grew up around it. I dude, I'll tell you what I do love. I, I love the hell out of selling you some fireworks. Don't get, don't hear what <laughs> I'm not saying, but I never got it either. It's yeah. You're, you're lighting it up and you're blowing up things and it's just going in the air. 
like, look, and people will say, you know, obviously use your money how you want to use it. If you enjoy it, don't let me and Bobby tell you yeah. that, um, that you shouldn't do it. But we blow lots of money on lots of stuff. Usually it's beer. You know, like, <laughs> I just never got, yeah. got it either, dude. And, and like, what really, like, listen, when I was in college, I've gone to like fireworks shows just with some friends. And I'm guilty of it. People recording fireworks show, uh, shows on yeah, their phones. Right. No you're one's going to watch that again. Never, ever. I look, I've done it too. Like when you're younger and it's yeah. like, finally you like realize like, oh, you know what this is? This means when in five months, whenever I need to like delete things off my phone because I have so much shit. <laughs> yeah. Like you're not just going to rewatch it. Like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, either you watch it and you you know, yeah. <laughs> you enjoy it or you don't. And so, yeah. So fireworks as adults is a really good one. Mine is not tipping and what a good when it's one. called, when it's called for. Okay. Look, I'm not that guy that says you have to tip for every little thing that's ever happened and all that stuff. If you are going to a restaurant and you are not tipping, you're garbage. Yeah. You're garbage. Especially right now, because a lot of people were pushing like, oh, open back up the restaurants. It's time to get. So if you were one of the people that yeah. pushed for the restaurants to open, for these people to put their health at risk for your convenience. To be fair, they did that so they could talk to the manager. Yeah. <laughs> and then you go there and then you're not going to tip. And here's a, I believe that 20% tip is like, you yes. start there. Yes. Like that is, if you just do if your job. If you do a horrible job for me. I'm giving you 15%. See, I'm doing like 18 if you do like an absolutely horrible yeah. job. And yeah. see, that's, that's what I'm saying is, look, 15% is what's considered the standard. You know, like most of the time, the, sh the crap that you are not tipping for is not even the person's fault. Okay. Yeah. You are a, you decided to go there. There is not a place on earth that doesn't do takeout. So if you really want a place as food, I don't get, uh, I, and, and see, I still do it. If I get some takeout or something, I'll still tip the person. Like I get yeah, it. I, tip a little I, bit. Yeah. I get it. But like, I'm not, I'm not sitting here saying that like, I expect you to tip your takeout person, you know, like that's fair. If you're going to take it home and serve yourself, not tipping folks for real. Yeah. 20% baseline. Especially and right now with coronavirus, like I'm I'm doing I'm like, not I'm even, doing like no, 30%. It, no. I think I've gone I'm, to one restaurant. I'm tipping I'm tipping higher, but I don't even want to bring anything else into it. Look, you like cheap food and cheap food to be cheap. Everywhere else on earth besides this country, just prices in employees working yeah, into the food proper living and wage food, yeah. and they're more food. And so what this has done is it's taken those of us that understand that this person is doing a job and we are supplementing their life while the person that is a complete jackass at the entire time. And is not interested in anything and is the most work it's always crazy to me that the people that won't tip are generally the most work for a waitress or, or, or waiter. Yeah. And it is a, and I hope, I hope that anybody listening that says, well, sometimes I don't tip when this happens or this happens. I hope you take offense yeah. to everything that I'm saying. Because yeah. 
I am not trying to sugarcoat this. You're garbage. Yeah, you're a bad you're human a being. Bad person. Okay, because you've had a crappy life till now that you have to go to a restaurant and make people's life crappy. You're bad, and I don't want you listening to the podcast. Yeah. I don't know so, how Bobby feels. Maybe you can no, listen. Get to him. off! Stop! Yeah. Turn us off. We if don't. You're yeah. a not tipper, or if you feel there's a, a reason to not tip, look, there are bad waitresses and waitresses out there. I'm not sitting here saying that, but to not tip, like you're basically, you want to know why why waiters and waitresses are are a lot of times bad. It's because of how you've interacted with them in the beginning. They already know you're not going to tip them, whether they yeah. do the best job for you or the worst job for you. So not tipping. Absolutely. Super high on my list. Um, as far as sports go, I yeah. think that we both kind of decided since we were talking about how much we miss sports and how awesome live sports are. That it really snaps our stick that there's no sports. Right. So no sports. Is the overall snap in our stick? We're not going to bring anything up because, like, look, man, I'll say all of these things that I've complained about in sports over the past, what is it, five, 10, 15 episodes? I take it all back. You can keep doing it if you <laughs> yeah. want, you know? Well, this is episode 23. Thousand episodes. <laughs> <laughs> but all right. So that about wraps it up for this week. Uh, Find us on Patreon, on social media, at Pucks Out Pod, and we will see you guys next week. Sorry, I had a mouthful of beer. Peace. Thanks for listening to the Pucks Out Podcast. To see what other ridiculousness the guys are up to, check them out on Twitter and Instagram, at Pucks Out Pod.